Welcome to the Humans of Hospitality podcast. I know so many of you listening to this show love your local bar, your local restaurant, maybe your local hotel, and have so many fond memories of time in hospitality businesses. This is the podcast where we get to chat to the human beings behind the scenes of that industry. Maybe the chefs or the bakers or the coffee roasters or the gin distillers or the craft brewers or the entrepreneurs, but all doing an amazing job of making sure that hospitality stays interesting and the big dull formulaic brands do not take over our high street please enjoy the show In today's conversation, I am chatting to Jane and Dave Endine from Mum and Dad's Kitchen. So have you heard the one about the nurse, the police officer and the award-winning pies? You're about to. Dave and Jane's journey to what they now call Pieland was not conventional. It began when they bought a convenience store in Worcester, thinking it would be a nice retirement project after busy careers in the Met and the NHS. But with 600 customers a day and a hungry demand for Dave's pork rolls and Jane's chocolate tiffin, retirement was very much put on hold. And a good thing too, because without that foundation, Hampshire would not be enjoying what is a growing selection of delicious pies from steak and kidney to gluten-free egg, bacon and chorizo, which earned the couple the accolade of supreme champion in the 2019 Great Hampshire Sausage and Pie Competition. Not bad for an operation that began and has stayed in the cellar of their home in Southsea. And that's where I joined them at the end of a busy week producing a thousand pies. I very much hope you enjoy this week's conversation. Jane and Dave, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to let me come and ask you some questions and do a podcast. Much appreciated. That's a pleasure. Nice pleasure. to meet you. And uh, so I, I've spent quite a lot, been doing these a couple of months now, and I often end up in the middle of the country, often in, on a farm or somewhere like that. But uh, yeah, today, I'm, A, I'm in the city and B, I'm in your home. Can you just explain where are we in the world, Dave? Tell us, tell us where we are. So we're in um, South Sea in a place called Craneswater. So we're about four or five hundred yards from the sea, I suppose. Um, nice. And this in. is your house as well as uh, yeah. pie. What do so you call it? Pie, pie, pie factory? Pie basement? Does it have a name? Pie land. Pie land. <laughs> your, your very own pie chaos, generally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, total chaos. You're certainly chaotic. That's so, yeah, I've just witnessed you and your sort of you know crazy Friday afternoon trying to get the orders ready before the weekend, basically. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We converted our cellar in 2014 and uh, put a pool table down there, put a lid on it, thinking that it would be a, a kitchen stroke games room. And I think the phone rang the day we put the lid on the pool table and pie orders came in. Wow, and that and was it. That's it. Okay. The lid's been off once since then. Blimey. And in the background, we've got a couple of dogs just playing tug of war friendly in a, in a friendly way. Uh, so if you hear any kind of strange squeaking noises, that's um, that's not you two, is it? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the pups having a rumble. So um, I think one of the key things, you know, excited to come and, and, and hear your story and because uh, you had both had such diverse backgrounds. I mean, Dave, you were in the in, in the Met. Jane, you were a nurse. How on earth do you go, Jane, from being, uh, yeah, living up in London? What was the What was the first bit that kind of led you into a very different world of food, Ooh. drink, and, and hospitality. Um, um, moment of madness, really. Dave's job was changing, wasn't it? And we ended up... Um, well, Dave started losing his hearing, actually, in one ear. So we ended up thinking you'd be retired. He'd be retired from the police. We ended up thinking, come to stay with my brother for Southsea for the weekend. And 
couple of bottles of wine, Dalton's Weekly, and ended up buying a shop. Right. In Worcester. I was going to say, you came to Southsea and, mm. and bought a shop in Worcester. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> that, was, Just, that, that was impressive. I think Jane's parents lived in Reading. My parents were in Cornwall, so we wanted to pick somewhere in between. Okay, yeah. So Somerset was the choice. Yes. And his shop came up in Worcester, and he thought, that's not far from Somerset, is it? No, it was in a straight line, but 100 miles north. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a bit of time. Yeah. Was, we're never good at geography. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, convenience store and post office. Um, okay. And it did uh, food, um, which hot food, cold food, which we, when we took it on, we sort of, ex- I don't know, just expanded on that really. Yeah. Um, so we did loads and loads of food. And then, um, so very, very sadly, my mum passed away. And uh, I, I don't know, devastated like you are. And um, I found a, a recipe of hers for like a chocolate crunch, chocolate tiffin. Made that as a bit of therapy, which I thought was cooked. And uh, started selling the cake in the shop. And a year later, we'd sold 15,000 pieces of cake. Wow. So it went from there, didn't it? This was yeah. the tiffin, the chocolate tiffin cake? Yes, yeah. You still cook to that recipe? Or? Um, yes, but not very often now because pies have taken over the world. Pies took over. <laughs> yeah, they certainly did. And Dave, you were in the Met and ended up, so you were supposed to be uh, retiring, but ended up commuting for something ridiculous like seven years. Seven years, right? yeah, from yeah, Worcester to London, yeah. spending three days in London. So how, how long is that drive? Went by train. Oh, by train. Yeah, got okay. the train. Yeah, Sorry. got the train. Found a, a nice little place. I was working in Holborn at the time, and um, there was a place in Bloomsbury where I could put my head down for, for three nights, two right. nights. So um, by by uh, by week you're a Met uh, detective, and then at the weekends you're off in in a little village shop in Worcester yeah, making so making tiffin cakes. A seven day week. That's, yeah, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, well known for port rolls, weren't we? Yeah. 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 Not in the Met. In the Met. In the Met with bacon rolls. Yeah, yeah. You probably, yeah. Just, yeah. probably just ate them, but uh, yeah, in, in, in Worcester. And that ended up as a busy place. I mean, 600 customers a day. Is that right? Oh, yeah, Coming at least. through. Yeah, very, yeah. very busy. Selling mm. predominantly roll, roll, rolls and tiffin cake. Was it the retirement you dreamt of? It sounds like a real piece no. of. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was a nightmare, actually. It was hard work. Strange it? thing was, they retired me from the Met, and we lasted another nine months before we leased the shop out. This is... So it all happened together. Retired right. yeah. from the Met. We got the shop. Shop was our house as well, which is very similar to this. Yeah. <laughs> similar sort of lifestyle again. We were walking downstairs to go to work. Right. Yeah, okay. your day started at half past five by yeah. opening the front door. So what made you sell the shop then and move to South Sea? What was the trigger for that? It's hard work. It's, it's, <laughs> it really was hard relentless. work. Relentless. It, it was, was seven week. Put it yeah. like this: I, I was quite envious of Dave disappearing for three really? days, heading away. off to yeah. the city for his. It's, uh, it's it was a part work. of our life. We'd done it, and I think we just wanted to move on. Yeah. And luckily, we managed to lease it right. and rent, so it gave us an income on top of the police pension. Yeah. So really, we could survive. Okay. So, how long did you have the shop for? Uh, eight, eight years. years. Eight it, it was. I mean, it sounds so idyllic. It's very chocolate box. It's the only shop in the village. It's all lovely. Yeah. But in reality, it's um, it's hard work. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it was. It had its good points, and it, we had some good times there, without doubt. Um, it was quite funny when we got there because I think the villagers thought it was heartbeat arriving, really, with a policeman yeah. and a nurse. But um, no, it was. It was it had its good points, but it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> and nursing's got a reputation as hard work so that's saying something yes yeah well I think yeah I think it's relentless a, a shop like that because you're two days off a year Christmas Day and Boxing Day that was it yeah so um, 
yeah. Challenge. So what was the uh, what was the trigger then to come come down to Salsina? How did that come about? Because you ended up being homeless, I think, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. That, it was a really cold winter in 2010. I think it was minus 17 in Worcester. And we had nine inches of snow. And we decided to buy a nice old Victorian house um, that wasn't lived in at the time. Um, it defrosted a bit to minus 10 one day. And the header tank burst. And it went all the way through four floors of this beautiful house. Oh, dear. That had never seen water before oh. inside. Wow. You know, lath and plaster. Oh, dear. And that was the 14th of December. 14th of December, yeah. Nicely timed. So just before three, three or four days before we due to move in, this happened. The insurance company and the owners just wouldn't let us move in. And we had to leave the rented barn, so we ended up on the road. Right. Holiday Staying with friends, holiday let. Yeah. Bed sits with two dogs. Nice. In hindsight, it was quite quite the adventure. Nice, quite exciting. Really. Yes. Yeah. So you you ended up on a tour of the south coast. You ended up in Bournemouth for a little while. I hear is that we right? We ended up in Bournemouth five weeks. In five weeks in Bournemouth. Um, that was our intention was to live in Bournemouth. Mine, right. That was our first choice at the time. Minehead, yeah. we went to. We were all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But, but then we came to visit my brother here. Um, and stayed look, in this park, Craneswater. Just really uh, liked it. Loved it. What was it? Yeah, and was was the plan to uh, create a uh, you know a pie and uh, cake no. HQ in Southsea when you arrived? Or uh... no, we we thought we'd just do um, a few shows and festivals, and right. we, so we had a gazebo cakes. and yeah. had a cake company called My Mum's Cakes, as it because it was my mum's recipe, and it was a bit of fun really. And then we decided, oh, we better do a bit of gluten free because that's what. He needed to do, so we yeah. did gluten-free, but we didn't tell anybody it was gluten-free, really. Sold them anyway. This was at the, uh, at the, the festivals yeah. and the shows. Okay. And one of our customers, he said, oh, I'd love a steak and kidney pie, right. a gluten-free one. So we thought, oh, all right, we'll rise to the challenge. And um, took us about a year to get the pastry right, I think. Really? Yeah. And uh, did it and went from there. And this became your more your domain than pies, was it, Dave? Is it are you the pies and what, uh, what, James the what cakes? eating them? <laughs> You're the specialist knowledge for uh, pastry, yeah, I think pastry I'm, checker. I'm now professional pie taster. Okay. Obviously, that's an <laughs> important job. Someone's got to try it. And, and, and doing a gluten-free one was a challenge then. If it took a year to perfect, yeah, what, what, yeah. what's the what's the difference then? Why why is it so uh, well, so challenging? It's just the it's the pastry. Really. The, the pastry has nothing to hold it together. Right. Um, so it just took about. I remember us thinking, is it worth carrying on with this? And but yeah, we did. Just tweaking. I think okay. I developed Tourette's getting the pastry right. Actually, yeah. it just. But once we got That's it right, it was about from there really, yeah. and that's very much a sort of all hands on deck thing, isn't it's it? It's become bigger than the uh, bigger than the cakes, then, is it? Oh yeah, much yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. How did you describe the pastry a while ago? It's yeah. quite opinionated. Opinionated, is it? Yeah, very. <laughs> um, yeah, the cakes. I mean, to be fair, we could still do as the cakes, but we're just too busy with the pies. Right. Um, and I think pies is where I don't know. It's, it's. I suppose we've just got a bit hooked. They drive us mad sometimes, but it's. The demand is there the for 51 there. weeks of the year. There's a demand for pies. Really? It's crazy, Amazing. isn't it? So you're literally now at the point of making a thousand pies a uh, a week or something. Yeah. What what was the? Because uh, you 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 literally converted your cellar in your house to do it, and uh, and then yeah, decided to stop supplying direct and and more to start wholesaling them. Is that right? Yeah, I think the show we were doing the shows and the festivals. Then we got more wholesale orders, 
And then we did a year of doing both, and then we realised that we just couldn't do both, really. So we didn't need to do both, so we do the whole saving now. Right. And then we go to the shows and festivals and see all the people we used to be with and wave at them as they're working and we walk past. That, that must feel quite nice. You actually get to go and enjoy it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. So not, not doing any of the shows anymore. It's literally just a, uh, a, a marathon downstairs. What's it like having your uh, yeah, pie factory in your house? How do you, uh, how do you manage? <laughs> you can't switch off very easily, I'll say that one. It becomes a way of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just, it'd be weird if, we, if it wasn't here, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. In a way, because you're so used to it, it's the it's the way we, we live. Yeah, I think it would be odd without it, but sometimes you think it'd be lovely to have your house back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's better. Although it always, always smells nice when you come in the door. I could uh, I could smell the puzzle. You probably don't I'll notice it anymore. Don't do you? Notice yeah, it we're immune. Never notice it anymore. You know, everybody yeah. says, "Oh, it smells lovely." And I think, does it? Yeah. <laughs> so where do they go now then, uh, Dave? Where's where's the main place your pies are sold? They're um, they're made it up into London, and some of them are local. Yeah, I don't think we have a main place. We just have a lot of orders. So. The, the ones you've seen are going to Pybury Corner in King's Cross. Um, yeah, Me. there's another one in London just started. That's all vegan and vegetarian. Right. Um, They're in Gospel Oak. Yeah. And then we've got a shop in Winchester, Pie Caramba in Winchester and Southampton. Then Pie Vinyl here, the Dockyards. And how do you go about then, you know, finding your pies up in uh, King's Cross? How on earth do they find you? You wouldn't imagine when you buy your pie in King's Cross oh, that it's uh, made British its way from... Lots of British Pie yeah, Awards. They, yeah, they found us through them, didn't they? And I think Google. Really? Yeah, you put anything in these days, you're going to find something, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah just The information's good. there. So when, how did the Pie Awards come about then, and when was that? Um, well, we entered the Pie Awards last couple, last couple of years, and I think two years ago we entered and we got highly commended second in the category, wasn't it? Second, second and third. Um, for one of the pies, and a gluten-free pie, but... We oddly we enter the same pies in the gluten free category and the non gluten free category and they they usually score higher in the normal one which is a bit weird. That's interesting, but isn't it? Anyway. So what's the most popular pie in Ellen? Um, well, the egg bacon chorizo is really popular. That's that was, the first, probably one of the first ones we made. Um, but they vary, to be honest, was, from area to area. Was, was that the award winning one? Or? That was that. Yeah, that won the the um, pie awards and then that got the Hampshire Supreme Champion. That one. Okay. And then the chicken ham and leek, that's popular as well. Yeah. That's my favourite one, I must admit. <laughs> but this year we entered the Hampshire Pie Awards and the gluten-free pie beat the normal pies. Really? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? So it's a bit like the British Pie Awards this year with the vegan pie winning. Right. Yeah, it yeah. just happened. T- times are changing. Yeah. And then where do you go about sourcing your ingredients then? Because presumably that's a key part of it is uh, around the quality of what you can mm. source. Um, well, we use Farmer's Choice. Right. For um, all the meat and veg, actually, which is all the meats free range in North and South Downs farms. Any of your uh, former kind of, you know, nurses and, and met officers come down? Are you uh, popular? I think whenever you move to the coast, when you've come from the city, you end up being a pretty much a hotel as well. as Yes, a... we have visitors from April to October. Really? We guess, yes. It's funny how when the weather improves, it doesn't yeah, stop. starting <laughs> next weekend. Really? Yeah. The first ones are down. Do they end up in the basement also making... They have uh, been roped in, yeah. Yeah, part, Without part, doubt. Part, part, of the, uh, part, part of the commitment. Funniest one, we've seen one of Jane's cousins who's vegan, vegetarian, making meat pies down oh, there. Oh, he's brilliant, though, was funny, he loved it. Really? Yeah. It was so funny, yeah. yeah, yeah I think anybody who comes to visit us is 
quite prepared that they might be handed a rolling pin in an apron. You mu- you must have become that eccentric uh, story with your friends of the uh, yeah the, the nurse and the police officer who ended up on the south coast <laughs> making pies in the basement. I think so. we yes, I think we are known as fairly eccentric already, to be honest, <laughs> which is a bit of a worry. I must have lost that policeman look because I'm just known as the pie man. Just now. the pie man, yeah. <laughs> You've got a bigger smile as the pie man than the, yeah, uh, than yeah, the policeman, yeah. I suppose. So. And then what was the one with the, uh, was it BBC Radio 2 Car Fest? There was a competition there as well, Jane? Was that oh, one of yes, that, that's, um, that was the first one made in a cake tin, actually. And that was uh, that was cakes versus pies. And really? We entered that and that got... Well, it won the professional well, that, category. That was it? when cake makers had to make a pie, and pie oh, makers had to oh, okay. make a. Don't you have an unfair advantage in that as a somebody who makes? Well, pies we weren't so. making pies then, no, we were making ah, so we were the cake okay. makers at that point. Right. So a pie was a new thing. So that really got us. That got you into it. Yeah, oh. that began it in a way. That was. Yeah. I suppose we would. Yeah, yeah it gave us the confidence. I think mm. to carry on. So you've deliberately kept it at this side. Well, allegedly at a manageable level. That's what I was told. Is that you were deliberately trying to keep it so it didn't cause well, too much trying. chaos. So then when I got here on a Friday afternoon, and you're uh, you're running a couple of hours behind schedule. Exactly. But yeah, we'll put what's... it like this. A year ago, we said we can't take any more on. We're making the most we can possibly make. And that was probably five hundred pies a week. Now we're a thousand. So. I don't know. We, we're not very good at saying no. Really? Where uh, where can you take this then? I mean, you you must be limited. I don't know how many pies, you know, if you, you get the, the the calculator out as to how many pies you can make in a day, but uh, what's the trajectory? Where are you going to go with this? That's a yeah. tricky one. You don't know. That is a tricky yeah. one. Well, Certainly trying to finish early on a Friday. Flow, you know, really, I think. We, we've never really planned anything, so yeah. why, why It depends how much your suppliers need you as well. Yeah, that's part of it. If they're dependent on you for their brand or whatever, yeah. so we got pie and vinyl. Obviously, they're gonna they're, they're one shop. Pie Caramba are expanding already. They've gone Winchester, Southampton. They want to take over the pie South Coast. Pie have got two shops. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tricky. I think just see what happens. We'll carry on making pies and see. We've never never planned to get planned to do this and plan to live here. So. What do you prefer then, the shop in and uh, in, in the old village hall, or is this? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This, this 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 is definitely an improvement. Yeah. yeah, we figured out Worcester's the furthest point in in the UK from the sea. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It's the furthest county from the sea, so now we live. No, we love both. Much by the closer, as close to the sea as we could get. Yeah, you're literally a hundred meters from the water. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Do you do a fish pie? We do, funnily enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a like, bit more time to go fishing. I think that was one of the things we planned to do, wasn't it? Yeah. You do a lot more fishing, but yeah. the rod got put away a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty common then not to see your name behind these pies, I suppose. Very so. common. We are the anonymous pie makers. <laughs> you are. Mums and, mums and dad pies. Same when I chatted to um, Emma from Honeybuns. So a lot of uh, Honeybuns stuff as well ends up in, in various kind of uh, festivals or events or shops or museums and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, often often not branded. You're quite relaxed on that. You're quite happy to... Uh, yeah, to be honest, it doesn't bother us, does it really? No, all? not after the fame, just the fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's probably the better bit. Yeah, the, yeah. the, 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 the better bit no, of the not, two. Not bothered by that at all, really. Yeah. And are a lot more people coming into it now and coming into this sector? There seems to be a, certainly a growth in street food in the last uh, couple I of think, years. Yes, and the kind of certainly, there's but... certainly been a huge, huge increase in gluten free yeah. um, stuff going on. Um, the last few years, especially cakes, actually, really? which is one of the reasons I suppose we diversified with the pies. Because, um, but 
no, there's definitely more pies and everything. Why do you think we're getting that change in kind of food trends, I suppose, both the, the sort of plant-powered vegan stuff as well as the gluten-free? Any thoughts on, on where that's coming from? With demand. <laughs> yeah. It's simply demand. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't make it. Yeah. If there was no one there to buy it, there'd be no point in producing it. Yeah. And I think the proof of well, demand's in I the sales. Gluten-free, you've got the... You've got, you have got a, a, the celiac. Yeah. This celiac disease, and you've got the 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 people that really need it. Then you've got I've just it's just a trend as well at the moment with vegan as well, isn't it? And yeah. People, I think people are very conscious now. They want to know where their food comes from. Did any of the interest in the celiac come back from your nursing career? Did you see problems back when you were nursing? Yes, with regards yeah, to... I, that's I suppose that's one of the reasons I was interested in it actually, because I worked on the celiac ward at Grosvenor Street years ah, ago. Okay. And so I was very aware of the risk of cross contamination, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that part of it was easy in a way. Yeah. <laughs> that was the dogs then just yeah. trying to uh, the sisters just, are fighting just trying to rumble <laughs> and then as you see more and more of these kind of street food places open more people kind of getting into the industry do you ever hear any particular uh, particularly bad advice or any particularly good advice or any advice you'd give people who are thinking of kind of getting into this into this industry don't think that you can just start it and make money straight away yes you've got get, no, yeah, no, no chance if you've got a job keep your job yeah. <laughs> keep the income coming in and just work hard yeah. and you'll find the point one day where when you don't need to rely on your job and you can do it on your own yeah but um, sorry we've got <laughs> problems with dogs Jay jumping literally everywhere literally juggling uh, tea <laughs> microphones leads <laughs> and, and getting oh, great dogs who would, Thanks, would dog. liven it up we should uh, no I think you, that's this. exactly it we can hear with so many people who start businesses like this and think you're going to make money straight away and you really, really don't. I think it's... We so many it, things can happen. We did it for a long time. And I, I do remember actually sitting there once saying, should we give it all up now? Because <laughs> we... And then you just need that lucky break, really, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the motivation then for keeping uh, keeping doing it? Fortune, obviously. <laughs> yes. But, yes. Um, Very yeah. important. I don't yeah. know. Like, I think we both... I just we like we like food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite a new we're, we're in a situation where we make and deliver at the same time. We we are the business. A couple of people help us. That's which funny. is great. Yeah. But a lot of the people you supply don't get to see the people that make it. Yes. And that's something different. They so you, you go into the dockyard and the chefs see you and want to chat. They want to because they can talk. You're not just a delivery man. Yeah. You're the man who makes the quiches, the pies that come in. Yeah. So I think that's it's oh, a nice part yeah. of it. And because of that, you build a, a friendship and a bond with them. And you, I don't think they'd let us stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I you're, think we'd let them down. <laughs> you're committed. And do you see a lot of the big kind of brands now start to, you know, clearly people are interested in food provenance and they're interested more in the artisan kind of stuff. Uh, uh, do they start to copy the kind of wording and the packaging and you see this kind of small batch or yes, words artisan? And, mm. Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you, you know, how do you get around that? And does that frustrate you seeing big yeah, brands just, pretending to make decent yeah, stuff? Yes, just moan about it yourself yeah. and carry <laughs> on, just, really. Just whinge. But it hasn't affected you from, from the, the impression I get is actually you've got uh, you know more more demand yeah, than you can we're, cope we're with. We're more than we're we're busy enough to be honest. It doesn't really. We can have a chuckle about it, but it doesn't really bother us, does it at all? No, I think if you let it affect you, it could could affect what what you do. 
Yeah. Because certainly with some of the guys with kind of, you know, craft beer or some of the kind of coffee companies, there seems to be this constant uh, infiltration, I suppose, of the of the bigger brands kind of, you know, jumping on the back of, of some of the craft and niche stuff, um, which can become a bit of a frustration for the small producers trying to compete. I think it is a bit annoying because obviously they're big companies and they've got a lot more finance behind them, et cetera, et cetera. But like Dave said, you can't let it bother you because you... There's no point. Nothing yeah. you can do. <laughs> Particularly if it's a uh, late on a Friday afternoon and actually you just want to get to the pub for a beer well, and you've got exactly. the Andy phones ringing off the hook with the really? uh... I'm sure I read somewhere that if everyone stopped buying in supermarkets, £100 a year, if everyone spent £100 a year not in the supermarket but with a small supplier, it would inject £100 million pounds into the... Economy. Yeah, into the small independent local, yeah, local economy. Of helping all the local businesses and it could make such a difference. Yeah, nice. Um, and then, Dave, we were chatting earlier about um, meat. So goat was an example. So I was chatting with Cabrito Goats last week and it blew my mind to learn that uh, we all you know, love our kind of goat's cheese, but we very rarely eat goat's meat. And as a result, it means that so many kind of billy kid goats are euthanized at birth. And, and you were saying that, yeah, you've, you've, you've had some demand for some, some goat curries. Have you noticed a lot of uh, changes in, in kind of food trends in the last decade? Or Yeah, yeah. We, as well as goat, we do buffalo pies. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's quite popular. I really? think it's people good. are always ask after something different. Our latest pie for a pie shop is the um, IKEA pie. Excellent. What's in that then? So it's their meatballs with mashed potato, the lingonberry jam. Yeah. And yeah. most people are asking, does it come already assembled? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there any bits missing? Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing with us, because we work from home, we're, we're not a, a factory, we're not a unit, we're not restricted to the type of pie we can make. It's all handmade. So if someone wants a weird Ikea pie or a goat curry pie, we can do it. Yeah, I think that's... And also, to be fair, that's what keeps us interested. Well. I, I think I've got quite a low boredom threshold. <laughs> so the more... We like, I like, we like doing varieties, don't mm. we? So certain pie shops have certain pies. Yeah. And then if you we've got a, you know if you ring up and oh I don't know you want a pie without onions or something yes we can do it because we make them all ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's probably. Yeah. Does, does that often end up being the case that people buy what you make or they actually come to you and say hey look we've got this idea can you produce this for us specifically? I think the, the pie no the pie shops they they sort of tell us their ideas and then yeah. we we sort of make a pie to fit that. If it's possible. If it's possible. Sometimes they ask for very silly things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, certain then other customers, uh, we, we've got, because we do the gluten-free, we do attract customers that um, have got a lot of food allergies. Right. So we do tend to cater for quite a few people with different dairy allergies and goodness knows what, really. Okay. Yeah. One, one thing it does mean, you don't need to buy a sauce. Really? Because you make everything from scratch because we've got every spice every, and... Herb and everything else you can think of now, and yeah. you make it all from yeah, scratch now. We make everything from scratch, don't we? So, yeah. James' goat curry was probably one of the best curries I've ever tasted. Really? Yeah. Back it's in amazing. your role of chief taster, there, yeah. 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 It's, it's a tough quite, job. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite a responsibility. So, yeah, Someone's well. got to do it. Yeah. So uh, I know you said you, you don't particularly plan ahead, but you, in five years' time, are you still going to be doing this? Are you going to be opening up your own pie shop on the uh, on the seafront here, or no. is this definitely no. just a, a behind the scenes? <laughs> no. we, we're, we're happier behind the scenes, yeah. definitely. 
Yes. Yeah, if anybody else wants to take it on, <laughs> we're happy to provide for them, but no, we're, we're definitely behind the scenes people, I think. I could certainly become a pie consultant. A pie yeah. consultant, <laughs> yes, perfect, yes. Yeah, taster and I suppose, consultant. actually, you know, if, if there's one thing we would like to do, quite like to get the pastry, maybe get push the sales in pastry more, supply right. pastry to people, maybe. Which you do already. You can buy just the pastry, can, can you? can buy just the pastry. Um, but that's one, one thing, that's one area we could increase okay. easily, rather than pies, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. Um, I still rather buy a pie. <laughs> <laughs> so if Jim Lewis rocked up and said they want 5,000 pies, you'd have a problem. But if they just needed some, uh, yeah, some so pastry you, for, yes. the, for, the, for the deli counter, yeah, you might be you in a better position. But no, I think um, we're happy behind the scenes if somebody else, yes, we could be pie consultants quite happily. Perfect. It's kind of the point of the podcast really is to have conversations with people who are behind the scenes because I think so many people have got no idea where their food comes from and you wouldn't be up in King's Cross or on the local market and know that, yeah, behind the scenes is a couple of, we certainly wouldn't think there'd be a police officer and a nurse buried in a basement <laughs> working, on, a basement a, working on a snooker table, making <laughs> stuff that ends up, yeah, travelling all over the... Uh, all over the place. But if people want to buy direct, so if they can't get onto the, or even actually, to be fair, if they want to uh, go out and buy them, where, where should they go? What's your website? Because you, 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 you so post, I believe. Then. Funny enough, we've kept the My Mum's Cakes at hotmail.co.uk. Email. Is, is our email. And, yeah. and mumanddadskitchen.com will find dot, you. Is it .com or .co.uk? I think we've got both now. Oh, oh <laughs> you're showing off. You, you've, you've spent I the money. I have got a clue. Spent, the, spent the money on the domain names. It's mum and dad's, mum and dad's kitchen. Yeah. Something or other. Dot, dot something. I will put the link to the website. <laughs> in the, uh, but then you can go <laughs> through Pie Caramba. Yeah, okay. Pie Caramba. And Pie and Vinyl. Which are both in Portsmouth? Um, Pie Caramba and... Uh, They're Winchester, Southampton. Winchester, Southampton. Winchester, Southampton. Yeah. Pie and Vinyl is in Southsea. Uh, Pybury Corner in King's Cross and they've got a deli as well so they can if you happen to want to go to London you can buy one there and they all do takeaway as well I think yeah the Affinity Cafe in Highgate Road North West Park hey I still love the fact that yeah, there's a little Portsmouth pie maker who's uh, you know taken London by storm. So yeah, the anonymous uh, people. Yeah, <laughs> behind the scenes. Uh, I don't mind doing Pybury Corner because all their pies are named after Arsenal. Uh, of course, yeah, so, we did get to chat about that. Yeah, back to the Arsenal yeah, link, yes. Yeah. So in another excuse, you do those deliveries, do you, Dave? To the uh, yeah, I'd like yeah, to, to <laughs> take, take the game at the same time. Mm. Um, okay, well, look, thank you so much for sparing the time to have a chat. It's uh, yeah, it's always just nice to to, to meet the people behind the scenes I will put where people should go and uh, and buy your pies and, uh, and I'll definitely be ordering some but, but nice to meet you and I'll come back and uh, catch up in five years when you have actually got a pie shop Jane <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the seafront but, uh, thank you for sparing the time thank you so there you have it you have reached the end of another episode of the Humans of Hospitality podcast thank you so much for listening please go and visit our website humansofhospitality.co.uk for the show notes and extra episodes and information and whilst you're there don't forget to sign up for our newsletter and to receive free materials all about the humans behind our incredible industry lastly if you could subscribe rate and review this podcast you will be massively helping me out and it would be hugely appreciated thank you so much we'll be launching another podcast in just seven days time cheers cheers